Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast, we are extremely fired up tonight. Group 1 Underwood Stakes Day at Caulfield this Saturday. Of course, it was on Sandown and on the Sunday of Grand Final Week last year. It's been brought forward a week. We've also got the Golden Rose over 1,400 metres as, of course, Rose Hill Gardens. Fellas, Will Alford, Nick McWalter, join myself, Ben Kaluzzi. How are we going? Apparently not as good as you. Fresh off a plane from Sydney. I'm absolutely flying. I'm absolutely Junk flying. Chunk at season. But... I'm getting straight into bake mode. I'm fired up like Nico oh tonight. Oh my god! Yes, I love this coming straight up the long run. Because my number one pet hate is people who brag about being banned from promotions or from bookmakers online. And I've posted a tweet today on Twitter or X about the unfortunate news, devastating news for us punters. That's the, the world, promotions with The world is fucking ending. It's terrible that the number one product in in the promotions. Look game, at Bot smiling there because he doesn't even bet with Bet365. We'll He's a little see. fucking fair snob. I bet we'll On whoever's... September Whatever. the 27th, you will no longer be able to receive the odds drift protector from Bet365. Um, until 8 a.m. on the day of the races. So usually we'd be having early bets, something would we back something at four dollars, start six dollars, you get six bucks. In multis, it would be an absolute fill up. Um, you'd win thousands more than what you would previously. And I've had blokes throwing me shade on my post because they're so cool that they don't get promotions anymore from Bet365. So that means they're superior punter. Pet hate. 
Here are one the of the blokes. One of the blokes that was potting has got a pot of four point five percent. Like fucking turn it up, cunt. Dead anyway, set. Off I'm not. I'm not, out, I'm not out to bake individuals, but I just want to state the facts. I turn over six figures a year on Bet three six five. I turn over more than double of my annual salary from work on Bet three six five per year. So obviously I'm getting some return there because I'm not making a shitload of money. So I'm turning over hundreds of thousands of dollars on Bet365. I haven't been banned and I've had years where I've been in positive. I've also had years in the last couple of years when I've been slightly negative. But seriously, I don't I don't understand I don't understand why I'm not banned. But fact is, I'm not banned. I'm not a shit hunter. You can go and fuck yourself. This is the story. This is fantastic. I love this. this I woke up this off. morning. This I woke up this morning and I went to Osborne Park and I watched track work with James Cummings. And then a couple of hours later, I went to the highest rated jockey in the world. I got to go this to his is, house and interview him. This is incredible. I love this. What the fuck did you do today when you yeah. woke up? Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, champ, what did you do? What did you do? You tell him, Betty. You tell him. And if you're listening to me right now on this podcast, then that means free. you've got nothing better to do than to listen to three blokes having a crack on a podcast. Yep, rent free. Rent free in your head. You're washed up, you're old, and you're just disappointed because no one listens to you. That's fantastic. Oh, Bang. Okay. What did you do today? What did you exactly do today, Bot? Oh, not much. I had ramen um, just before. Oh, um, excellent. What else I did? I went for a walk. Um, what a life. <laughs> Going for walks and eating ramen. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Anyway, yeah, well, that's well, as exciting as this podcast is going to get. Dealt the, uh, I, dealt, I dealt with the absolute 180 degrees worth of weather outside. <laughs> Melbourne has absolutely turned Melbourne. it on. Rain, hail, shine. Um, Shinny gave uh, the horse a peach in the fourth at Cranbourne that we all backed. Um, yeah. Hopefully, a few of those so called pros backed it. Might help their pot. <laughs> Might be able to afford dinner tonight, but. I do want to say. Fucking a, heroes. A big thank you to all our loyal listeners because last week was our biggest ever episode. So. Thank you to everyone uh, who has been tuning in and who has been telling their friends to tune in. Um, it's been awesome. Like the growth of this podcast in the last probably couple of weeks, couple of months, has been absolutely through the roof. So thank you very much. Um, and if you see blokes trying to throw shade at us on Twitter, then just ask them what they did today. Because yep. I reckon they twiddle their thumbs and listen to little kids make a podcast. All right. I, um, I wouldn't call Nico or you a little kid. <laughs> oh boy, sure. shut the fuck up. Maybe we're on the narrative. The other thing I just want to give a quick mention to is um the Coxplate podcast that I'm currently doing at work. Uh go give that a listen. Labrokes Coxplate podcast on Spotify. Um that needs a little bit more love because some of the guests we've been getting on there are absolutely brilliant. So go and have a listen to that. Um so far we've got Matt Hill, David Hayes and Reg Fleming, so Go and have a listen to that. Um, we'll be releasing one of those every week. And um, yeah, we need to pump up those numbers for sure. All right, anything yeah. else? All right, let's get, let's get into the winners. 
it's been a fiery start, Bot, but uh, just oh, hold on. It. Yeah, Bot's sitting bot sit there fucking saying fuck all. <laughs> all right, let's go to Caulfield. Rails out six metres. Um, what are we firstly saying about the track? Conditions look fine at the moment? Probably on pace. There's not much wind around, which is good. Doesn't make anything confusing like last week at Flemington. Doesn't you don't believe in wind anyway. <laughs> no, I don't. wind doesn't. One wind doesn't factor horses. No, I know, but I, but I believe that wind affects jockeys and the way that they ride their horses, and it definitely did oh. last week at Flemington. So oh, here we go. Anyway, we go. wind wind is a tough one that I probably don't really <coughs> like to deal with until race day. But anyway, let's get into race two. Two thousand meter benchmark seventy eight. First immortal is first cab off the rank, $2.30 favourite from Spaycaster, $7.50. Shandon Burge, $8.00. Uh, Gary Chico, $9.00. Wahini Toa, $11.00. And She's Fit, $16.00. Both of you boys are playing into this race. You can go first, Bot. No, you go first. I want to see what you're thinking. Uh, I'm back in the WA, man. Number three, She's Fit. Really? Um, I think she's a stupid price. To be honest, I can't fathom how she's sixteen dollars. I think that's fucking lunacy. Um, she's set to run a nice race here, third up, stepping out in trip. Yeah, she's going to carry sixty-two kilos, but um, I think she's a, a reasonably good stayer against a few slow slugs here. So, um, first immortal uh, looks at a progressive horse, but he's also going to carry sixty-three kilos, and he's well, short enough at two thirty-five, I thought. And, well, um, yeah, there's some not very good horses in in between them in the market. I just don't think she should be sixteen dollars. I said to Benny when we had a conversation earlier in the week uh, when we found out she was running. I, I said, "Oh, well, she's got to be hard to beat." And now she's here at fucking sixteen dollars. So, um, yeah, I think she's an each way bet to nothing. Maybe even something top four because well, she's probably going to be near enough to three dollars top four. I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if she's not running in the top four here. Um, yeah, I think she's a stupid price. Well, we um, haven't bought. we haven't coordinated this, but I I agree with Nick. She started two sh- oh, two starts oh, ago. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> three three starts ago. Oh, she's, this is not allowed. Go. Yeah, come this on. This is not allowed to happen. She started this four... is fantastic. <laughs> she started 420 versus Dunkel, Abafaldi Boy, Loco, and the rest of them in the, um, the Australian Derby versus the boys and should have won the Australasian, Australasian Oaks. I thought she was pretty good um, at Moody Valley last start. Gets Craig Williams from a pretty good draw. She probably closer to an $8 chance than a $16 chance. And I think first immortals, um, obviously, clear favourite and probably should be just like. Um, one roll of the board shorter um, gets Hugh Bowman on from an inside gate it'll be specify forward. that for the punters out there that don't know what one roll of the board shorter means <laughs> use your imagination mate um, and yeah he, he was good up the inferior ground um, at Moody Valley on a day it was uh, suited to be off rail so um, I thought he could be more forward from an inside gate and up to 2000 metres uh, he's going to want to be fit? forward with 63 on his back with Huey. Oh, first immortal. First immortal. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. We're going to carry 60 bloody two. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not backing it right now. But like at a maybe 
on the day if it's two two seventy two eighty could get involved, but yeah. she's fits about at the moment hundred percent. All right, well, I'm probably ample. going to leave the race alone just because I do believe in weights, unlike some people, and I don't know, just a little bit sticky with me betting on horses with 62 and 63 kilos over 2,000. But yeah, but she's she's she should have won the Australasian Oak. She deserves it. Oh, I understand that. I understand that, but still, it just makes me a little bit grey. Race three, red card. I don't think there'll be any greyness here. Dollar sixty-five favorite from Serides five fifty. Ballet Rich, $10. La Donce's Rouge, $12. And Waltz on by, $13. What a horse. What a horse she is becoming, red card. She is a proper man. Well on her way to a group class victory in the foreseeable future. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll trump it. Tipped her the last start at $4 on the podcast. She started $2.50 and never, ever looked like getting beat. Benny, you came with in the end. Uh, this mm-hmm. mare, unbeaten second up. The step to 1,200 metres is going to be no issue. She hits the state's leading rider on. Dead set, margin job. $1.65, probably overs. Nice. She's probably got claims um, to be like if she, if she was like race eight or nine, she's a genuine like could get to a dollar thirty five dollar forty chance. No, she's just through not. multiples and stuff. If she was late in the card, all the multiples and stuff that would roll through her would that would anchor her liability. She would get short short. No, she wouldn't. She's not that good. It's, regardless of how good she is, but it's a fucking hold that they would have on her. I think she's pretty good. I think she's group class. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be, just, I'll be doing cartwheels backwards if she gets beat here. Dead set. Yeah, oh, she's gonna beat Buddy Serides for God's sake. I think she's incredibly hard to beat. Um, opened a dollar eighty five on Bet three six five. I reckon. Um, yeah, I've supposedly five account. <coughs> supposedly two dollars ten on tap. My good. Um, I don't think that would have lasted very long. I had it sitting there and I thought. Do I launch straight away? Half hesitated, missed it. Now into a dollar sixty-five. In saying that, do think she just wins this race. Um, first up effort was brilliant. Coming up off a peak at Eagle Farm, twelve hundred meters doesn't worry me at all. Barrier four, she's probably going to rocket straight to the front with Blake Shin on rail out six meters. It's probably going to be advantageous. Uh, in terms of punting form, she went. 4.3 fast to the 600, came home 6.6 fast last 600. So first up, she's ran a career peak on punting form, 10.9 lengths above the all-average benchmark. And yeah, I I think Hieronymus to Shin is probably an upgrade. Um, and I think she just wins. $1.65, I'm probably not going to be balls deep at that price. Probably want a bit better to bet just because you do have to have a lot of money on if you want to buy. I'm, cons- I'm considering it heavily. Yeah, you do have to have a lot of money on at that price to, to be betting. But oh. I'll, I'll see how I'm traveling on the day. I, I do think she just wins. But Any price against us. Any price of fucking moral. Well, Serides was beaten one and a half to um, Zapateo in a strongly run Sangster three starts ago, and now she's seven dollars versus some. Uh, good often thing that's like the the figures are some good. good often thing. 
Oh, the, the, the figures are the figures are good, but they're not. They're not they're not dominant here. Like they're she's the best horse in the race, but she she's not a dollar seventy to beat these. I wouldn't have thought. I, I do I, I, to beat Serides. I mean, like I think it's a two horse race. Thunder Beauty is interesting because her international form is ridiculous, and if she she was running to her international form, she'd be a dollar seventy favorite here. So. Um, Maybe yeah. If if Thunder Beauty's forties into eight dollars real late, then just have something on because she'll win. But um, I, I doubt it. Um, I can guarantee it won't be forties in to eight dollars. If 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 the the stable have set it up because her internet she's she finished. What like, even happened last start? Uh, it was it was there was no intent. There was she was six 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 dollars out to like twenty ones the exchange or some something ridiculous like that. Um, but she's she's Kieran, got Kieran didn't even mention her today on the, on the preview. Yeah, right. Well, she 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 finished second in the Duke of Cambridge as a group group two race on the um at Royal Ascot. Like she's got genuine form. Um, I can't remember the exact horse, but she's got proper proper international group one form. Um, but yeah, I just saw Sarah Des. They're bidding seven dollars. I just think that's a just too, it's too big. Like it's versus red card is just. Yeah, she's she's got form that stacks up just as good, if not better, than what Red Card does. Red Card's improving all the time, and um, and she'll run. I, I I'd probably imagine she runs a new career peak on Saturday, but even still, like a dollar seventy is just half ridiculous. Not not ridiculous, but like it's a bit. You short. can have you can have your just fucking seven. You can have your seven dollars with me if you want. <laughs> Already, oh, please. Dead set. Please, liability, Nico. <laughs> Will I get paid out? Now. Can fucking start now. Let's move on. You might be uh, paid back on afterpay, but yeah, I'm still waiting for him to pay up for the hundred to one that they were offered on bloody William Thomas. Has he finished yet, but that was that was, that was not me. That was Max. I didn't say it was you. Has he finished oh. yet, though? Your favourite horse? Is he still just plodding up the fucking Flemington Straight? No, but I beat SP. Good bet, oh, good bet, good SP. bet. Let's move on to race Fantastic. four. 1,400 metre benchmark, 84. Our red morning, $2.90 favourite from Yellow Sam. $4.60, just missed Numthorpe last start at Caulfield, $4.80. She's a con, over from New Zealand, and owned by a few of the Melbourne boys, I'm told. So there's one Ooh. to watch, $8.50. Laced up heels, $11, and frigid, $11. Body boy. Oh, um... Uh, I liked. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I was. I had pretty much the races pretty similar to market for me, but um, I had our red morning two eighty, and I, I half expect it to to start probably three fifty or bigger, three eighty maybe even. So, um, that'll probably end up being a bet. Yellow Sam, I kind of like too. I'm against Dunthorpe. I thought it was pretty weak last time, even though it did win. I thought Yellow Sand probably should have won with a, a better ride. And, and Laced Up Heels is going well for something that's improved with the new stable. She's a con's half interesting, but um, uh, I think it'd be just getting back and running on. So, uh, yeah, Frigid, Frigid ran a, a really nice rating, but it's 2,000 back to 1,400 metres, so I don't know what that means. It makes it confusing. Um, but yeah, our red morning I think is talented, and she ran some really nice splits last start at Sandown. So um, yeah, she brings a different form. Yellow Sam, Nunthorpe, they've all these sort of fillies have been 
it, it seems as though they've been racing each other for a while anyway, even though if they haven't. But they're they're all sort of the same horse, and I think our Red Morning has the ability to progress maybe just that little bit further. And I think um, Craig Williams, um, he went on last start, but I think, um, yeah, I, I think he'd be valuable at least at this start anyway. Yep, I reckon you might get better than two dollars ninety. So. Yeah, well, it's three three ten currently is best price available. So, I think I think you'll get. I think he starts or she starts a bit longer than that, and you can have a bet. Yeah, great. Um, I think they'll back Nunthorpe again. Yep. Yellow Sam's going to be going to be hard to beat. Like it's a four. Is it a four four kilo weight swing? Yeah. Uh, on Nunthorpe from last start. So. Yeah. Thought. Bobby Pink could give it give it a um, could give it a good steer, but yeah, uh, not a race that I'm really too keen to get involved in. Yep. Um, yeah, I've got nothing after after starting like a house on fire this podcast. I'm not really heating up until later. Let's go to race six. It is the Testarossa Stakes, won last year by I believe I wish I win. Uh, Amenable is the favourite here, dollar ninety. From here to shock, five dollars. Bandersnatch, six dollars fifty. Uh, Corner pocket, seven dollars. Then your way out to Savannah Cloud, eighteen dollars, and longer the rest. Nick, this is you. This is me. Race five. Six. Skipping race five. Sorry. Um, I tossed and turned on my selection for this race, but I've sided with the class. Number 10 amenable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super first up, beating Devoted and uh, Karini, who have both franked the form since then. And then he was super in the... Uh, is it the Memsey? Yeah. Yeah, Memsey, Flash yeah. Um Comes here. So obviously the, this race would normally be the Rupert Clark. Obviously, that's moved to the end of the carnival, so this is the race that they've plugged the hole with. Um, oh, gate 10, I'm a little bit worried with the rail out, but I think he's just better than them. He, Zaz isn't stupid. He'll put the horse into the race at the right time, and his turn of foot should be too good for his opposition here. Um, if he wants to go on to better races, he probably needs to, to be cleaning up this lot. Mm. The other horse that I, half interested me, but I just don't really know where he's at, is number five, Corner Pocket. He's a track and trip winner. Uh, his best is more than good enough, but um, I just don't really know where he is. He's at a bit of a T intersection with his career at the moment. So, crossroads. Um, yeah, he's at the crossroads, uh, I think. Yeah, but yeah I think Amanda is pretty hard to beat, probably short enough. Not not charging to back him at the moment, but... Um, yeah, I think he's the most likely winner, and I think he probably wins this more wins this race more often than not. So, uh, yeah, happy to bet. I'm not sure. I just can't decide if this horse is the real deal yet or not. I do want to see it on Saturday. Am I going to take a dollar ninety? Probably not. I'm probably not going to have a bet in the race as it stands. I thought he was really good first up, potentially second up. I know it was such a flashing light run, and he looked amazing, but. Was he just a little bit flattered by slow tempo, got back, flashed home, 
did he look a little bit better than what he actually is? I'm not sure. I want to see it on Saturday. If he comes out and blows them away, then sure. Turak looks a fantastic chance in that. But Rayleigh's out six metres here. He's probably going to go back to near last. And I do see a scenario where a horse like here to shock could be putting three lengths on him around the turn. So I'm probably going to stay out at the current prices. But, but I'm interested to hear your take on the race. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's hard because obviously Amendable's the the horse to beat. I don't love it staying at 1,400 metres. I would have liked to see a step up in trip, but I guess it's just a, a filler run between... I, don't they, I think they just want to get the rating up between now and the Golden Eagle and, and maybe even the Turak. But, um, yeah. yeah, the blinkers go on. So there's definitely intent here. I'll be interested to see... We, what they do from the barriers because he's never really taken up a spot but um yeah I, I think if I think if he's sort of midfield he'll, he'll just win but um yeah. but it could, yeah, could get it it could get a bit tricky I, I probably imagine he's he's favourite to be last and um he's he's not a he's not a moral if he's if he's giving them five or so lengths I wouldn't have thought a horse like Bandersnatch is talented and he ran well in the Memsey last time I mean, sorry, was it the PB Lawrence, actually? No, no, the Memzi. Um, and, and the Memmi was was slowly run. The Memmi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Memmi. The Memmi the Memi was slowly oh, run. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so maybe he half-cheated there, but he, but he has got a couple of numbers in the in the, the bank. Like, he, he ran fourth to um, Giggy Kick in the All-Age, which is, like, that. that's that's proper form for this. And um, the price has half been... Um, cleaned up a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, amenable even money is probably probably gets out a little bit more. I've got him about two forty, which is seems about right to me. I think two forty. I probably imagine he starts around that sort of price on the day. I probably probably don't want to bet in the race at all, unless I'm backing Bandersnatch if he jumps ten dollars to the exchange or something like that. No, oh, beautiful. Well, let's get on to the serious stuff now. The Cordy starts race seven, the Caulfield Guineas prelude for the three-year-old um, 1,400 metres group two. Stepardi is $2.70 favourite from V8, $3.90. Centerfire, $7. Sheelight, $9.50. I am going to spark up here because I do think Stepardi is a really, really nice animal. Um I don't think he has the form around him yet to have stamped these big ratings, so I can see why some people want to take him on. In saying that, I think this is a very much a visual horse. Just go back and watch this horse's replays. He goes forward, he sits on top of the speed, and he just puts an absolute hole in his rivals at the 300 metres. Um, his best performance so far does come over 1,400 metres there at Flemington. And I thought his pipe opener first up at, at Mooney Valley was a sensational run off a really slow tempo. Um, the trainer actually came out, Paul Pushka, and said, we're going to ride him conservative here. And he said, really? no. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> and the, Wait, say it again? Like before, the, before the race, they said he's going back, basically. Yeah. Well, and, last start? Yeah, last start. Oh, right. Okay. And the horse jumped out of the barriers and said no I'm sitting right here and I'm going to be ridden like the mole I am well, maybe um, he's slow be tempo what, what if he's conservative here then no, they've come out and said they're just not fighting him anymore wherever the horse jumps is wherever the horse is going 
From Barry 8, I think he comes over. I think he sits OSL or somewhere in that 1-1. One, one, and I've got all the respect in the world for V8. I think he's a really nice horse. But I think we're going to be in front of him in the run. And I think our turn of foot is equally as good, if not better, than him. So I think he's going to have a bit of a task running us down. Um, he also goes Damien Lane to Ben Mallon. So that's a bit of a... A negative. I'm pretty keen to step party here. I thought Centrefire was the big hole in the market at $7. I cannot see him turning the tables on step party. And Sheelight is a really nice horse, but just barrier nine, he's going to get back a long way, I would have thought. Um, rail out six metres. He's probably already looking for 1,600 metres and further. Yep. As rinse and repeat with step party, the freak show. Um, he's a proper horse. Like, like I said last night, I don't think he'll be beaten all prep, and that'll include a win in the Guineas. So, um, Benny and I, we've had good bets at $3.50 all in, um, and I suspect come Saturday that that's going to look a nice price. I think he's going to come in a little bit from where he is now. I think they had their chance to beat him last start at 1,200 metres. The step to 1,400 metres only helps us. Um, <clears throat> they get to look at his backside for an extra 200 metres. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah. V1's got a fair job ahead of him, I think. But you're on the veggie juice. Yeah, well, my case for this race is pretty simple. I think V8's a better horse and um, and he's a bigger, bigger price. So That's the way I'll be better in the race. Well, enjoy the fucking hell. Can you outline any reasons or? Just... Oh, he's just—he's like he. So you talk about all these shit benchmark races, and we get to a group two, and you give us a no or nothing. Well, no, I'm giving you something. I think V8's a, a bet. That, that's something for the punters. I don't like. I think he's—I think he's the better horse than Stepardi, and and I think he's more progressive. He seems Stepardi seems like he's he's quite professional and, and straightforward, and not that we've seen the best of him, but I think the the level that I think V8 can go to is a is right now currently a, a higher level than Stepardi and I think it can continue to be a better level and I think <coughs> Stepardi might be a little bit disadvantaged by the map I think there's a I think might be a couple of horses that want to show a bit of intent here from from inside barriers so um, I think he could be caught maybe wide and might have to work a little bit and if they don't want to do that then they might have to stick back and I think V8, uh, V8 from an inside barrier might actually it could end up being in front of him so um We'll see what happens. I think I think Armed Forces was a sneaky run um, in the uh, what was the race called? Was it the Mackenzie? Mackenzie, um, and the other horse I could have something small on is Rock Empire. I, li- I like the splits at uh, was it Kensington? Um, nice splits there. Nice last four hundred meters. Um, and it gets Jordan Charles from an inside gate. It'll lead, and um, I think it's quite good. Oh, sweet. You'd want to hope if you're on V8 that you're in front of us. <laughs> because you've got fucking none if you're behind us. Okay. Um, just, for the, just for my followers, I will be saving the 2-3 exacta because I, I do have respect for V8, but I do think Stepardi is the best bet of the day at Caulfield. So He's being named V1 on this podcast moving forward once he gets his ass kicked on Saturday. Race 8 is... <laughs> The naturalism stakes over 2,000 metres. It is, of course, a handicap. And floating artist. He was a one-time fourth-place getter in the Melbourne Cup. 
Is he back to his best? Maybe. He's $3.80 favourite from Berkeley Square, $5. Goldman switched over from the Underwood, came here. He is $7.50. Alaskan God, $7.50. Future History, $10. The Summit, $12. And he's a shocker, $14. Uh, am I the only one betting in this race? I've got bets on, but uh, prices are all gone. Oh, okay. Um, I'll back. Um, well, I haven't backed anything yet, but I'll back Goldman, um, who didn't have much intent first up. Probably wasn't fast enough to go to the lead, but I think he will this time. Drawn eighteen, he'll just roll across. Um, and the other horse is Uncle Bryn, who's um, he's got numbers for this. He's got like good, good form, really. If you, he's he's obviously had a couple issues, and yeah, I just I was with him first up in the the PB Lawrence and that didn't come off and he was he was given pretty much none from the back of the field in a slowly run race um in the the heavily and i think um yeah i think he's a nice horse and if he runs somewhere near his best he's he's a huge chance in this i wish he's a shocker ran uh was drawn in inside gate if he if he had drawn inside i'd just like he's a shocker be about three dollar chance in this race but um I just can't imagine them. Cast. Yeah, he's 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 given it. He's yeah, he's got a lot to do from the barrier nineteen, unless they want to push forward, which they probably could. But um, I think they're, they're setting him for a Caulfield Cup, so I, I doubt they'd want to gut him. Plus, they probably don't want to cop the weight either. Maybe do you get you get weight for the, winning this? Uh yeah, you would because it's a handicap. I think. Yeah, I right. think. If you win the handy, if your handicaps affect your rating, weight for age doesn't. Yeah, mm. um, I've had three bets in this race, and they're all all in. So sorry, the punters. Um, but yeah, they no, don't really be late. sorry. Just sub to the sixth day. And you yeah, can bet sign up to us. the sixth day, and then you won't have to be sorry. But some of these prices didn't last long, and it was you know it was right at the death. So if you're not on, then I do apologise. I'll try and get him out earlier next time. One floating artist at six dollars fifty all in. Um, I thought his first up win was. Sorry, it was second up. I thought it was really, really good. Um, he's only going to improve from that, and there is a chance that he could be back to his best. One of the massive things he gets, he goes Luke Campbell, he then goes to Thomas Stockdale, and now he gets the gun, Mark Zara from Barrier 10. So a middle draw. Um, I do think he's deserved of favoritism. Um, and, you know, I know it's going back a long time ago, but this horse did start a $1.55 in a, in a Coongee, um, went too slow in front there with Theo Nugent riding and was beaten by Jewess, who is a... One of the all-time man. sick beats, that one. Correct. But anyway, I, I think I think he is a deserved favourite here. I, bark, uh, I backed Berkeley Square at $8. Um, talking about slaughters, Jai gave this thing oh. one last start. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely... Drag back through the field on a slow tempo, but anyway, Harry Coffee gets. The, yeah, Harry Coffee gets enough. the nod here. Blinkers on first time. Um, I've backed him at eight dollars for a slightly smaller result, and the other horse I backed is his shocker. Um, all in betting can go one of two ways, and this went the other way, unfortunately. Drawing barrier twenty, uh, I think he's into nineteen after one scratching. Uh, bot, Braden Stars are scratching. Sorry, mate. No, I backed Uncle Bryn, not Braden Star. I got it mixed up too, oh. don't worry. 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I do get those um, Seymour bicycles mixed up. Both should be scratched. Um, but I think he's, he's a shocker. He's a, a really classy horse. Um, obviously, he's second in a Mornington Cup. Bot won't like me saying that. Ugh. But he's got proper group form. Um, he wasn't beaten far in a, an Australian Cup. I know it was slowly run, and perhaps he was a little bit flattered there. But if he can get into a nice spot from the barrier, then he's probably over the odds at this price. But I can understand why he is this price, given the barrier he has drawn. Only beaten three lengths to Dubai Honor and at Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Tell you who was beaten. Um, oh, yes. Your fucking boyfriend two, was second in that race. 2.5 to Dubai Honor and a Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Animal. Moonga in the next race. Take it away, Ben. <laughs> What's it right. called? Segway. Not, not not for what it's worth, punters, ben and, ben and I have got the same bets. I'm on a floating artist and uh, he's a shocker. Couldn't go to the well with Berkeley Square. I think that's just him. He just finds an excuse not away, so I've, I've sacked him. He just gets slaughtered. He just gets chosen to be dragged back to the field. He's probably, he'll fault. probably cop another slaughter now. No. All right, race nine. It is the Group 1 Underwood Stakes, 1,800 metres. Alligator blood. Trainers and connections have been playing the game all oh. week, saying, nah, nah, probably not going to run, probably not going to run. Bang, we'll accept. We'll accept nice and late. He's into $3.40 favourite. He was $7 all in with bet 365. Without a fight, he's out to $5.50. Tuvalu, $7. Lindemann, $7.50. Sulkham, $8 after the outstanding first up win. Then attrition is $9. Um, quickly, let's go to the map first here. Uh, what are we saying? Are we saying alligator blood? Are we thinking he leaves or probably not? Are we thinking he Lindemann leaves? OSL to Lindemann with uh, yeah. Disco Hugh coming down from, uh, from Hong Kong, actually. Yeah, two blue want to come across as well. Right you are, will kick up, so will Bankmore. Down the clear, won't be too far away. Uh, yeah, maybe Attrition might want to kick up. Mwunga might kick up too, but he might go back as well. Smoke I, don't know, I don't know which... Which fucking planet you're doing the podcast on right now? <laughs> and I don't know where Electrician is kicking up to from Barrier Fifteen, but oh, he was where was he drawn? Hold on, he he drew uh, a, a eight eight last time in a thirteen horse field and settled fifth. So you know they've done it the last couple of times. So it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they're lying off two thousand meters. I don't, I don't. I think. I don't think they're going to go forward. We're actually going to get Brett Norton, his owner, on tonight. But uh, he's boned us for the better Betfair places party. to be. Oh, Betfair party! Give it a shot. Yeah. with all those so, other gips. <laughs> yeah. Free drinks. Shut up! You wear the Betfair merch, you knob. I go there oh. and I pop them. Imagine <laughs> if I was at the Betfair party right now. Yeah, We'd be coming in off the long run at these at these so-called fucking professionals. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the bets um the first futures bet i had of the actual spring was without a fight in this race at eight dollars um I, I just knew a lot of these horses probably wouldn't be running and i thought you know he's going to start three dollar forty three dollar fifty sorry three three dollar fifty or four dollar favorite um unfortunately alligator blood has accepted here but we backed him at eight dollars um i think he could be the second best horse in Australia behind Mr. Brightside. 
in terms of 1600 meters and above his two wins last preparation in adelaide uh, sorry adelaide in um queensland was something else i was on track for his second one in the q22 just the arrogance of that win to, to sit back off a fast tempo absolutely obliterate his rivals gee i think he's a horse and i think we could i think he's a horse too that. I think we could be looking back on this race in a couple of months' time and going, how did we get $5.50 about without a fight? Because I genuinely think he's the danger to Romantic Warrior in a Cox Plate if that's the way they go. I think he's a very, very good horse, and I think he's ready to fire first up at 1,800 metres like he did last preparation. Um, I did back Alligator Blood all in, so I've had a small result on him, but I don't think he's going that well. And 1,800 metres, if this is high pressure, is obviously a query. And I thought the only other chance was attrition. I know this horse is going to get back, but gee, I think he, he's finding the line so well at his last two starts. His run um, in the Fiend was the run of the race, held up a little bit on the turn, um, came home, raced faster sectionals. And if he's within reach, this does look a good group one for him. I thought they were the chances. Um, I'm against Solcombe. Um I thought he was really good first up. He's a moral to be flat here. Lindemann. There's no way I could get him $7.50. I think that's all map-related. And Tuvalu, um, I don't think he'll be turning the tables on attrition. I think he's too short at $7 and at 1,800 metres. Yep. Um, agree with all of the above. Um, I'm not on without a fight at $8, but I'm having a bet at $5.50. Uh, I'm on attrition at $21. And I've had something on alligator blood at five dollars, but I think he's proper. I think he's. I think he's lost a few lengths, and um, I think it's Dina. If he can't win here, well, he may as well retire, because this is the easiest field he has raced in some time. So if he can't beat this lot of uh, lesser opposition to what he's been facing, well. Yeah, he's probably in a little bit of trouble, but I don't know. They're they're pretty fucking stupid. Well, I just don't understand why Ollie, you'd keep Ollie on. Like, he clearly doesn't know how slow or fast he's going. He does. He's not a he's not a he's not a leading he's not a leader jockey. Ollie's best is when he's ducking and diving and swooping down the outside. Alligator so Blood's fact, best is when he goes slow and then he sprints. Well, so. Fact fact of the matter is, but the horse doesn't well, go any good for Damien Oliver. It's as simple as that. I just think the horse is going good. Not yeah. going good. Yeah, yeah, good bet. Good bet. Running fourth and second. Fantastic flying airborne. I said um, he's not not going good. He well. said not good, not good. Yeah, I'm on yeah. attrition at $17 as well, by the way. I forgot to add that. But Yeah, I think, yeah, um, I think the end is near for Alligator Blood, which would be a shame for Alan and Connections. It really will be. But um, <laughs> you're mates with Alan now. Yeah, so one like one prayer. It'll be. You got his phone number? You're texting. Be, be interesting to see what happens after this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm on. Uh, no, I'm not on anything actually. But um, Shock. I've got Alligator Blood four fifty favorite without a fight seven dollars. Um, I it's a pretty open race I thought like there's a I don't know I'm half half expect there to be a bit of pressure but it's one of those races where um they could just 
there could be no pressure at all just because that there's a couple of these that are set for races in a month or two so yeah I don't know this is I settled on two horses I just want to have something small on and, and they're both class horses in the race and one of them's Moonga who's 40, $46 and two what two three starts ago was beaten by Dubai Honor and, and now he's $46 off two extremely low pressure um, races short of a mile um, and now he gets into what what could be like it, it's up in the air how fast this race is going to be run but like if this is a strongly run race and, and they're making their moves at the 600 and, and Mwunga's like Mwunga is a horse that, that like he, he winds up he's not a turn of foot horse and he, like you can see that in his races like he was off the bit at the like the 800 first up um, so I think if, if like if they're really running along and, and Mwunga's um like he's gonna get the last crack at them, then um, I just think like for a horse of his ability, forty six dollars is ridiculous. Um, it's longer. Jamie Mott's probably a good rider for him. Yeah, just just yeah. scrub his ears off. <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter who rides the cat. And and it's the longer. other horse, the other horse I thought was um, Dewis, who was also comes out of the uh, was it the Wink Stakes or or whatever it is the um that was it what's it called the Chelmsford. Chelmsford um, gets a positive jockey upgrade and was that race was a farce like the Navajo obviously it was slowly run because Navajo Peak and Major Bill were won it and that they were up on top of the speed and they cheated um, and Duas uh, looks like she's in like she's going as well as ever she's coming off some good runs behind without a fight. She started seven dollars versus him and ran third. Um, and now you're getting twenty three dollars. I think is best price. And um, I think she can settle midfield from barrier seven. And uh, yeah, I thought she was she was a big price. I'd love to back attrition, but I just think the map's tricky for him. I think they might have to go back. Well, not not no not back actually, but but even still, like it's a yeah. I think I think it depends on. Uh, the the reason I'm half against alligator blood, and this is his race because it's this is like he's on the backup, and if he doesn't do something here, then um, he's in trouble. Um, but he he had surgery over the break on his on his legs, or something like that, and and he's he's obviously I don't think he's going as well. He he ran second, but it was a slowly run race, and he sprinted he sprinted well, and he was pretty well backed. But even at the same time, I just think um, he's he's seven now, and he's he's getting on and. Um, yeah, I think three twenty. I think is best price. They're backing. They're they're betting, and that just looks sort of rock bottom to me. I couldn't unless you're you're betting him off off his like best ever form, um, which were in slowly run races over a mile. Um, mm. Then I, I think um, uh, he's just. I think he's easier to be a, be against. I think at the price yeah. anyway. The old alligator blood would have put up more of a fight than the one. That we saw against Mr. Brightside last start, I think. Um, yeah, if, but it is worth noting. If you, if you price him off his best form, he's like 240 here. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, it is worth noting it is the first time he's ever backed up. So I don't think that's a query. But yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Something worth noting. Yeah, you would have thought he's done it before. Mm. Well, let's get to the last. Benchmark 100 over 1,100 metres. Midwest, $4. She dances, $5. Vivienne, 750 On the lead, 950 
Bacchanalia, $10. Rose Quartz, $10. Sebignac, $11. Um, I thought this was one of the easiest bets of the entire day to have in, in terms of Midwest. Um, his last start effort over this track and distance, uh, running second to Asfura, who we're saying is a terrific chance in the Moya Stakes Group 1 uh, next week, I, I thought was excellent. Um, sort of led them up there at a slow tempo for the class, but overall the race rated really well. 12.1 lengths above the all-average benchmark for 1,100 metres at Caulfield. Um, we know 1,100 metres at Caulfield's a, a busy starting point and it features races like the Oakley Plate but that is obviously just the overall benchmark three weeks into this he's perfect he draws barrier three and he's going to go straight to the front um, we lose Daniel Moore but you do get Wurimu Pin who takes two kilos off the 58 kilos so gets him with 56 kilos maps outstanding um, brings proper form last preparation to horses like Maria Mia who won a Galaxy and Jigsaw, who's won an Australian stakes. That is form, um, and I know he's coming off a $19 SP, but I just thought north of $4 just looks such an easy bet when you look at the opposition here. Um, she Dances are drawn 15, and Moods is not confident about her at all. Thinks needs 1,200 metres and doesn't like the draw, even though it is Caulfield one turn, but still. Vivian's been up a long time, and this is... This is starting to get a little bit out of her depth now, I think, even though she is flying. On the lead, probably going to give us too much of a head start, in my opinion. And Bacchanalia carries the top weight, 59 kilos, is a really nice horse, but I didn't want to admit it last week because I just I, I backed her so many times, but Jamie Carr is just not riding that well right now, and I'm happy to oppose her. So I just think Midwest looks an incredibly easy bet to have given draws barrier three, maps to be in front, rail out six, track and trip form. Um, there's just too many green lights for me to ignore. I think he's one of the better bets of the day at Caulfield. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's a fantastic bet, Midwest. Um, as long as it's not on pace, dominated all day, and they just all go a little bit hardier and try and carve him up. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think... Uh, He'll give a massive sight. I think, if I remember correctly, I gave him a bit of a push last start against us for us. Said he was a bit big, and if his best was uh, his best is close. Well, it wasn't too far wrong, was it? Runner up trumpet. <laughs> Runner up trumpet. It was fucking twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty dollars without a fucking it. horses. I didn't say a win. I said his best is good enough. <laughs> it's twenty dollars. A better $20 bet than you're going to have on those other fucking camels in the race before. <laughs> they won't get within a length of the winner, I'm going to assure you. Champ. <laughs> Christ. Those oh. who live in stone, glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but Put the pebbles down. All right, are you done? Yeah, I've got nothing to add. Good bet. <laughs> but... Go on. Um, I'm backing back generation or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> or Ashford Street or something. How are you backing this horse? No, I'm backing. You're gen- not. I am. I'm backing generation. Um, Dead said, "Don't turn up next week." <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck? 
<laughs> oh, let me guess. He's just going to magically fit in from gate 7A, is he? I don't care if he does it. It's Caulfield. Oh, one turn. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Christ. I'll, he was... I thought he was pretty good behind Asphora and Midwest. He was a slowly run race, and I think he's better suited in higher pressure races. Um, I think he'll be fitter. I think last start showed he's he's back in back in form, and um, I think he'll improve off off last start being fitter. I thought Midwest was suited um, running a career peak uh, in a and he was a slowly run race, and he, I think he. Well, slowly run race for that class of race anyway, and um, I thought he was kind of suited there, and I think he could regress second up. Um, and what else did I think? Um, not much really. Uh, Sep seven act a little. Clearly, <laughs> you haven't thought much. There's nothing going on up in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, banger. Yeah. Positive JC. <laughs> yeah. She, she dances is interesting, but she's she's first up. Um, Sebenak, I thought was really good first up, nice sectionals, and and Vivienne's um, like con- continues to race herself in form. But um, oh mate, she's been up longer than Maradona. Yeah, but she she ran the best race of her life last start. So, like you can't you can't say she's she's gonna run a poor one just because no. she's been up for a while because she's mm. she continues to race well. But but even still, like she's got to go up a shit ton in class and. Um, I think she might she might struggle versus some of these. I think, um, but yeah, generation. It, oh, it's a bit, bit shorter now, but but even still, I think he's about an eight dollar chance, and I think he should bet early because um, death taxes and death, death taxes and, and generation getting yeah, he <laughs> always gets backed like as late as poss- you possibly can. He's like, are they are they not still betting off his red anchor figure like three years ago? Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he, yeah, ev- ev- like I remember one time at Flemington, I backed him. He's still I- got his balls, for God's sake! What are they doing on? <laughs> Chop um, them off and I backed him when it last time was at f- <laughs> at <Right>. Flemington. <laughs> How can this all still be a cult? <laughs> oh shit! Um. His Liver stomach's going to be full of fucking milk Liver King Testicles <laughs> Anyway, whatever Doesn't oh matter Oh my goodness Alright, um, I forgot to do Group 1 strategy But um, I'm having oh, how's that, How is that leaderboard going? But you are just that far behind now <laughs> Don't know Nico's in front I'm coming second Because of back right side And uh, Bot's lost all his money <laughs> He needs a loan. Yes, yeah, that's is, how it's going. Someone um, needs we need, to we need someone me. to do up the graphic, but I'm gonna have seventy seventy dollars on without a fight and thirty dollars on attrition. I'm gonna have uh, thirty attrition. Just copy me. Just copy me, don't you? Forty without a fight. And what's that leave me? 30. 30 alligator blood. Oh, you're protecting your lead. Will? No, I'm just spreading it over my three bets. <laughs> um, I'll go... I'll go... Uh, 20, 25 Mwunga, 25 Dewis, uh 
10 right you are and 40 attrition then Christ let's go to Roseville Gardens um Rail is out two metres for their big day, Golden Rose Day. Um, so probably regulation Rosehill. I don't think it, the track has been playing too badly of late. The first race I want to look at is race three, benchmark 88 over 1,900 metres. Uh, how good are you? $3.20 favourite from Marquez, 360. Unspoken, $3.90. And uh, Tazarel, 650. So very compressed market with three of them in one roll of the market uh, one roll what do you call it one roll of the board one roll of the board we got there as bot would say <laughs> i'm on marquez to get off and horse um i think he's going really really well um i thought he was probably given a bit of a bad ride last start by tyler schiller just letting letting the leader slip too far clear in how good are you um, how good are you guys, Rachel King, to Tim Clark? So that's obviously an upgrade and a little bit scary. But we go Tyler Schiller to Zach Lloyd. And Zach just can't let this leader get too far away. How good are you draws barrier eight this time? So you might just have to do a little bit more work to find the front. We draw barrier two, so we're going to be right on the hammer. And we get a two and a half kilo weight swing. And we also get 1,900 metres from 1,800 metres last start. So I'm happy to back the Godolphin horse in here. Unspoken, I thought its win was okay, but I don't really rate that form last start, beating uh, Gracilla Styler. I know Marquez, do, I know Marquez does <clears throat> bring the same form line two starts ago, but I thought he elevated up and trip last start and will again here. And Tazarel, he's a bit of a, a, a watch and learn, bringing the just fine. Um, but just the map is probably a little bit awkward. So happy to be on Marquez. Mm, I remember that. That how good a you thing is copped like two PR enormous, central. enormous um, PRs. Easy just to pick on the winner, isn't it? Winners <laughs> win, baby. Yeah, but he's, he, not, he's a nice horse. handed it to it. Marquez but, um, looks, Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, Marquez I'm back in Marquez. Race out. six, the golden pennant. Espiona, $2.60 favorite from Zoo Gotcha, three ten. A tissue, $5. They're probably the only three you need to read out. Um, and I, I think Espiona is the best bet of the day up in Sydney. I'm really, really keen on this horse. Um, once upon a time, she was, as Nico would probably say, hateful. She had all the talent in the world. She still is. And she was doing a lot of things wrong. But I, I do think the pennies drop now with another preparation. Um, her first up run was outstanding behind Sunshine in Paris, who, mind you, is now in the Everest. Um, Espiona ran the fastest last 600 metres of the entire meeting. Um, she came home in sort of... Let me get this up. 10.68 uh, 10. for her final 200 metres. Just watch her absolutely savage the line. Second up, last preparation, she bolted in at Sandown. Um beat some decent mares and we were all standing there going why don't we back her at $4.60 I think she could be properly back this mare and from barrier 3 I think she's going to be a lot more forward in the run Nashville Willer is the perfect jockey for her because she, he just rides all the cat out of her she's um, not a cat if you go if you go watch her she actually does this weird thing where she gets her head to the side um, especially on a, on a Sydney leg 
She did it again a little bit last start, but I think she is starting to iron it out a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Zoo Gotcha, I don't think has come up this prep. Why not? I don't think he's. I don't. I just don't think she's going that well. First up, she wasn't that good. Yeah, but doesn't she just need fourteen hundred meters and further? Well, Potentially, that's, that's, but that's the opinion that I have too. She finally gets out to a trip. Um, maybe. Maybe, well, but she gets, I, she gets allegedly the best jockey in the world, so everyone keeps trying to tell me on her back. So I'm taking the point of view that Espiona is just going to monster her again with a turn of with this turn of foot. I don't think she can turn the tables with her on her, even though they're going out to 1400 meters. And then the only other chance in the race is a tissue who's drawn barrier eight for Chris Waller, and she's more of a 1600 meter, 2000 meter mare. And Chris Waller will just be telling Joe Mara to go back and snick. So. That's got SDI written all over it. I think Espiona will be right next to Zoo Gotcha in the run. And if it's a sprint for home, I think I'm backing Espiona. I think she's one of the better bets of the day. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame when you look at She's a Belter. She'd probably never win another race. Why not? She was a good horse back in the day. Why wouldn't she win another good race? I don't know. She just got that feeling that she's cast. Didn't she like win a group one two starts ago? She was she third in the Cornwall two starts ago. She had four starts last preparation without a win. Mm. Last win was uh, Rose Hill. When she won a group two. Group Hot two, Danish yeah. beating lavish girl. Oh, form. <laughs> she beat political debate and sharp and smart in a um, JJ Atkins. Yeah. It's a restricted fucking three year old race. Two year old race. All right, let's move on to the Golden Rose Group 1 for the three-year-olds. 1,400 metres cylinder is $4.20 favourite. Charmstone is $5. Charmstone's $5. Shinzo, $5.50. From King Colorado, $6.50. Militarized, $7. NCAP, $9.50. Moravia, 13s. Nadal, 23. Um, I think I'm on my own again in terms of giving this race a bit. I actually wanted to be against both of the favourites here. Um, Cylinder, he's he's going well, and I thought his last start win was quite good, but I do have a big question mark on him at 1,400 metres. Um, I, I think 1,200 metres and high pressure is, is probably his go, and I do think he's potentially just a little bit overrated. Um, Charmstone, she was my best bet last start at Mooney Valley and I cannot believe that we got sort of three dollars forty for her last start. She got backed in late and now she's five dollars against the boys in a group one. I just couldn't have her. Um that form simply cannot be good enough. She beat Skirt the Law, who was then well beaten down the straight. Um no, just can't have her. Shinzo is one of the bets I'm having. Took six dollars. He's been trolling up like an absolute beast, and he's on Everest troll here. So Chris Waller, don't worry about the fact that he's first up. He's going to be fit because there's every chance that he's going into an Everest second up for Coolmore, Waller, and Ryan Moore. Um, his trials have been outstanding, and when after he beat Cylinder in the Golden Slipper last year, I said to myself, Cylinder won't be turning the tables on this horse at 1400 meters. So I'm sticking by that. King Colorado, we backed all in on the sixth day at $21. That's looking a really fantastic price. Um, he was unlucky in a wait-for-age group one, the wing stakes. 
Uh, he's had a tick over trial in between runs and he's Kieran Mullen David uses. So don't worry about the fact that he's a month between runs. He can definitely win. Um, his win in the JJ Atkins uh, in Queensland was really, really good himself. And then the other horse that I thought was just a little bit of overs was Nadal. Go back and watch this horse's run in the run to the Rose. He actually missed the start, charges home through the line. I thought he was the run of the race. I know Cylinder was held up, held up, and then he exploded late. But I thought this horse was every bit as good. And given one's $4.20 and one's $23, I thought he's just a little bit of overs. Yes, the map's a bit bit sticky, but Kiriman David uses for Aussie Kia. Um, you would be absolutely sick if you let this horse go around at this price because I think he's very talented. So those are the three horses I've singled out. I think Militarise and NCAP are, are chances as well, but I'm really hard against the two favourites. Interesting. Uh, um, I'll go first, Bob, before you delegate whatever you're going to do. Uh, I've had something on King Colorado at $21 with you, Benny. Unlucky first up in the Winks, 1,400 metres, no worries, second up. Trust the camp, think he's a danger. I have had something on Shinzo at $6 just for the fact that he's on Everest trial. He is going to be fit enough. Um, and I think he's probably going to get a decent cart into the race on the three wide line with uh, Snapback and there's another horse that will probably push forward, I think, because they've got none if they go back. So I think they'll just roll their dice, go forward. Um, so I think Shinzo's going to get a relatively good run into the race. So I, I don't want to, to lose if he wins. So I've backed him to, to get a similar result as King Colorado, but my main bet in the race will be number three cylinder. My boy hasn't let me down this prep, and I'm not jumping off him now. Third up, rock hard fit. Maps to be forward if he runs 1,400 metres, which I don't think it's going to be a strongly run 1,400 metres. I think um, there's this perception that you need to be a 1,400 metre horse to run a golden rose, where I think if you're just a a solid high pressure 1200 meter horse you can sort of half get away with it I, I agree think, with that I think that um, I'm not for one minute saying that he is a 1400 meter horse because I don't think he is so but I'm just banking on the fact that he's a good high pressure 1200 meter horse and I think he's going to get at least one split soft enough throughout the race um, that will allow him to run 1400 meters so um yeah, he's going to get a gun run from barrier six. He's going to be forward. And as long as they don't go stupid and he does get that soft split, I think they've got the job to beat him. I know he hasn't done it on the clock and whatever, and people have got their doubts about him, and that's all fair enough. But I think this horse is pretty special, and I think he'll silence a few non-believers on Saturday if he gets, gets it run to suit. Just quickly on him, if he loses, it won't be by fitness or type because he was the best-looking horse this morning at Osborne Park. He's an outstanding-looking colt. Um, yeah, I'm just against him from, from a distance perspective. But, yeah, to, he's an absolute beast. To put it in perspective, from what I've heard, if he wins or, or runs really well, like the Everest is a genuine, genuine chance next start. They're yeah, open to taking him and in secret, so... 
in secret. Like one of them would just get a slot from another, yeah, from someone else. Yeah, they're open to having two runners in the race, one in their own slot, one in someone else's. And there has been people interested in it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I I like this is a cool race because um, we've established that Cylinder just hasn't improved, and and that that the the run to the rose is just an awful form line the only horse you could possibly take out of that race is militarize because he has gone better in the past and he, he ran the last 210.76 and you've got charmstone who's five dollars five fifty off like beating inhibitions by a length and a and a point, 1.3 lengths um and you're left with the golden slipper winner who's first up 400 meters but if you bet past that like if he's improved as a three-year-old, he will just destroy these and yeah, and then militarizes. Um, had the run and, and he was strong late, and he's he just got the number at fourteen hundred meters. Yes, as a two-year-old, but he's by a his his granddam is a a Group One winning um, French mare over two thousand meters as a five-year-old. So uh, he's by Dundee as well. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't continue to develop as a as an older horse so um yeah it, it, and it, and the biggest thing is he's not drawn wide so they'll give, actually give him a chance of winning so um and the, the, another enormous thing for him last time was that he he was um effective on top of the ground he's not just a, a wet tracker so he's confirmed that so i think if you're betting the race you just you just back militarize and shinzo and uh, i sort of don't know what to do with king colorado um because he's bringing the different form and he's he's never really raced any of these his horses but um he could come out and and beat them but i think if you 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 just sort of go past that you're just backing militarize and shinzo and like if you i think it's pretty comfortable doing that because i think One, i don't two. think as easy as that yeah well militarizes um like he, he he won the the group one uh, the the size produce like and he won it by what three lengths or something didn't he mm. um, yeah three and a half lengths like properly convincing and the time was good he- heavy track on a wet so track potentially yeah. some horses didn't handle it yeah but he's 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 still the ratings there and he and he and he did it on top of the ground last time and and then and then Shinzo as well he's it just it's a bit weird just four hundred meters first up. Like you would have loved to see him in the run to the rose, but um, if he's developed, he could. He could be a freak, who knows? Yeah, he could. He could come out and just destroy these. But um, yeah, they, like you bet they're betting. What price are they betting? Like six bucks each. Seven dollars best price militarized and six dollars best price Sinzo. So looks pretty. You, C- Cylinder and uh, Charmstone are taking up a, a large amount of the market percentage, and I I don't think they're any good. I just Especially think it's fascinating. Chance, I just think it's fascinating that everyone wants to just put holes in cylinder. Like Shinzo, albeit one in the cylinder, uh, the slipper well, was absolutely blessed with the run up the inside. He's not going to have that. Yeah, well, cylinder sat. Cylinder sat in a one-one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I get all that. But I'm saying Shinzo was awarded all favors, ducking up the inside, sneaking ground in the slipper. I just. I can't fathom, like, yes, I guess Cylinder hasn't put the number on the clock that you want to see on the screen, but I just think he hasn't really been awarded the opportunity to either. 
Group Maybe. on tempo, he might he might bring out for, for for what it's worth. I'm more against Charmstone than Cylinder. I do oh, think yeah. Cylinder can win. I don't. Cylinder's had every right, had every right to get beat the last two starts. He could have easily fucking turned it up if he was no good last start. That is plain and simple. Yeah, I guess he is coming to some slowly run races, but even still, if you, he it's just it's just concerning that he hasn't. He hasn't improved as a like on the numbers anyway. He hasn't improved as a three-year-old. But... I think he's always just been a cult that has just done what he's at. What like what he's he's just done just enough. But oh, I don't well, think he's that's... gonna. Be, I, don't I don't think he's gonna a be a horse thing. who's gonna put a hole in him. Well, well Animo just did enough, bot. You don't believe in that? Well, Animo, he 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 won the Rose Hill Guineas by ten lengths. Like that's just not true. As a a bit of an anomaly. He didn't. <laughs> he ran the same number like twenty-five times. It's not a coincidence. All right, let's Some have a bet. Some horses just do enough. I'm that having. Are you, you going to bet here, bot, or not? No, I'm not he betting, but I'll bet for the. You have to the, bet hundred dollars yeah. strategy. Sure. <laughs> I'm having fifty dollars on Shinzo at six bucks. I'm having forty dollars on King Colorado at seven bucks. Even though if you were subbed to the six day, you'd be on twenty ones. But anyway, and I'm having ten dollars on Nadal. At uh, whatever I can get, twenty-five bucks. Vamos, vamos. Fifty-fifty Shinzo and Militarize. One, two, easy game, Nico. Uh, I'm gonna have twenty-five Shinzo, seventy-five cylinder. All right, beautiful. Right, we'll stick with you because we're going straight over or up to Toowoomba, God's country. Race eight, My the God. Wheatwood Handicap. This is and, rogue. Uh, this is only the best bit of the day. Maddie and Tony Sears have a local uh, favourite who is this horse. One of your favourites, Ben? <sighs> My heart is still on the floor at Eagle Farm Racecourse because Ben Thompson gave this horse none. And uh, I had a very, very large wager on it. At a very very big price, I beat market by about thirty percent because he started about a dollar thirty. Anyway, we we move on. He's a dollar sixty five here. Tell us why he wins, Nico. Oh, he's just the best horse in the race against dead set slugs. <laughs> like seriously, wouldn't feed carrots to half these horses in Bot's backyard, let alone on a racetrack. Hmm. Yeah, he'll smack this lot. He's just about like dollar seventy. Here's your bet, punters. You take them into the Lions in the football. Just like two dollars. Oh two dollars. This is real sick areas. This is no. really getting rogue. We're betting Toowoomba into football. This is this is just <laughs> like this we'll is like already as had bad abso- as it gets. We'll have already already had an absolute fill up. Yellow brick into the Lions. Two absolute certainties won't get beat. We've thrown we've thrown betting responsibly out the window because this is just not responsible gambling. Yeah, hopefully they not go responsible gambling. Sports. You want to back fucking horses who haven't won in a thousand days? Talk about irresponsible gambling, bot. <laughs> it's Christ. Toowoomba into football. <laughs> yeah, it's a great bet. I bet you this will great pay bet. more than your two bets that you're going to have on Moonga and Jua. Any price. Anyway, that's all you need to know. Just till it hurts, punters. All right, beautiful. Uh, I, th- I think he probably should be winning. Jimmy Orman goes on. Um, hopefully they don't sneak from barrier 10, but yeah. Hopefully he's just learned be his lesson classy. from last week. All right, we go to Sunday. Shartin. Um, Oof. 
it's been good to us lately. So that's good. Hopefully the luck can continue. I don't know if you saw, but Hugh Bowman is on an absolute tangent at the moment. I think he rode the first three winners at Happy Valley last night. He's riding is like it, an absolute man possessed. He's coming for that title. He want, he's really got some yeah. fire in the valley to beat Zach. I think he's going to be a hard task to beat Zach. But, well, um, yeah, but I think he's like, if he rides well enough. Mm. Yeah, and if the horses run fast enough, then they win. Yeah. Race three. The Group 3 Celebration Cup. Um, one of An old stalwart who we all know well, but we've probably been against for a very long time. Number one, Beauty Joy. Oh, is the God. horse that I'm backing here. He's found a very, very winnable race. I'll quickly go through this field. Healthy Happy, Straight Aaron, Circuit Stellar, Encountered, and the Golden Scenery. I think he could be incredibly hard to beat here. Um, Circuit, Circuit Stellar, Stellar is main danger. Yeah, Circuit Stella will lead, so he's probably going to be hard to beat, and he gets a five kilo. Um, but he's also got Healthy Happy, and I think they could cut, e- cut each other up in front. I think Straight Aaron is going to go up too short. Um, he's a very much a hype horse and has some really strong SPs last preparation, but 1,400 metres, that's not him. And Beauty Joy is just here. I know he's got to carry the 61 kilos, but... He was unlucky to horses like Beauty Eternal last preparation. Should have finished much closer to him on multiple occasions. Um, he's ran second to Golden 60 and third to California Spangle, beaten a length and a half and a length, the two uh, starts prior to that. He's going to go up an each-way price here, and I just think it's going to be over the odds. He's going to get the grouse run, um, the weight punters are going to be stacked against him and I think this is the most winnable race he's struck in a very long time because he doesn't strike Beauty Eternal doesn't strike Golden 60 and doesn't strike a California Spangle so if the old boy with the big weight is ever going to win another race then I think it's here and I'm really happy that Hugh Bowman is on for the ride so he's my tip on Sunday alright anything else around the grounds before we read out a couple of questions and wrap up uh, installation at Flemington. I don't know what race it is, but it should be shorter. All right. Good luck there, punters. Try and find the horse. <laughs> giving you nothing. I think it's race just look, three. Just look him up on the search bar. That's what I always do. Uh, all right, let's go to questions. Robert Todd, 98. When am I making an appearance on the pod? <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a sharp bloke this fellow but um, there would be some strong butting of heads because he's very opinionated I have I have heard a little whisper or two I don't know it could be a bit of fun he could plead his case and I'll I'll review it <laughs> Nico the review panel Andrew Bover is Charmstone the best three year old going around at the moment no. Jesus Jesus Christ Jesus so that would mean Skirt the Law is the second best, clearly. And she got absolutely spacked by bloody Stretton Angel, who's going back to bloody South Australia. And shenanigans. And uh, she's all down. shenanigans. Beat them all. This is an interesting one. Is Mr. Brightside truly a champion, or is the cop around him just weaker now? I don't think he's got the tag just yet. He's on his way. I think there's, I think there's claims to both of that. I don't know, I think it's just it's just tall poppy syndrome. It's just what Australians love to do. They love to just they love to try and pick faults 
in things like same with Adam Overs here. What's he beating? This, that, the rest. Just, for some reason, Australians are fucking stupid and they just want to. <laughs> yeah, they just want to pick holes in something. Like Mister Brightside's not a champion yet. He's gonna. He could dead set finish a champion. If he yeah. finishes with nine or ten group ones, well, there's every chance. Like yeah. he's bu- he's building some CV. If he goes over to Hong Kong and mm. it was to beat Golden Sixty, well, then you start to think about that sort of stuff. He could win a Cox Plate and a, a Hong Kong Mile. This preparation. Well, then you yeah. then you're well on your way. If, if not you had already. told me twelve months ago that we'd be comparing Mister Brightside to Animo, I would have called you an absolute lunatic. But come back to me if he wins a King Charles a Cox Plate and beats Golden 60 in a Hong Kong mile. Come back to me with this question. He doesn't even have to win a Cox Plate and win a, and win a Hong Kong mile. Like if he was to win a King Charles, run second run or third well. in a Cox Plate and second or third in a Hong Kong mile, like that's still super. Yeah, phenomenal horse. But to answer the question properly, yes, he's gotten a lot better, but the opposition around him, you know, i.e. alligator blood, have gotten worse, this preparation. That's the short answer. And unfortunately, people like shining on the ladder more than yeah than the first yeah, one. Correct, correct. All right, me says on Twitter, opinions on the international horses in the cups and the Cox Plate. I think the internationals win all three. Um, What's winning? I the agree. Caulfield? Oh, romantic warrior. So yeah, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup. I know um, what they are. <laughs> Romantic Warrior, I think, wins the Cox Plate. So international, yes. I think there's a big chance an international wins a Melbourne Cup. So I'm on two of the races. I'm on internationals, but in the Caulfield Cup, I know they're not actually locals, but I think without a fight, and Francesco Guardi can win the Caulfield Cup. So I'm on both of those to win the Caulfield Cup. Internationals can take the other two. I've got. It's international for the Caulfield Cup, but I'm gonna get a result starting to build for. I think a horse by the name of Westwind Blows is a chance for the Caulfield Cup. Uh, I think he's about seventeen dollars or so at the moment. Um, I'm gonna have a bet on him in the next couple of weeks because he will run. You will see him before the Caulfield Cup. He's gonna run in the Turnbull behind. Romantic Warrior run a gallant race, I hope. Um, but yeah, he boasts some solid form back home. So yeah, West Wind Blows is uh, a horse that I think is probably a touch over the odds for the Caulfield Cup at the moment. Sweet. What? I think the internationals will dominate the Melbourne Cup this year. I think Volvans, if he turns up, he's, he looks lucky he'll win the Melbourne Cup. Price four dollars. I don't know yet. Like you, you think he's that good that you could back him at four dollars? No, no, no. I couldn't back him. Oh, he'll $4. win, but don't back him. Don't back him. Oh no! no like, I'm saying race day. Like I'm saying if oh. every, if if everything goes yeah, well, he arrives exactly. here fine, and he's four dollars on race day. Like, do you think he's that good that you'll back him at four dollars? I'm not saying now. I'm saying on race day. I, I thought you were saying um. Not all like in. Four dollars. I thought it was four dollars all in. I don't know what. Um, no, 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 no. So say he gets the race yeah, day. Yeah, no, I he draws a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think that Valiant King horse gets in pretty well with fifty-one and a half off the mm-hmm. St Ledger. That was a good St Ledger, and yeah, he's escaped the handicapper. Yeah, he has. 
All right. What about the Josh King's Pegg. horse? That, that is, is the King's horse. King. That is the King's horse. Right. Josh Pegg says, is Nico too good to do the review podcast? <laughs> yes. Fair question. Uh, no. Well, we've addressed it before. The review podcast sounds better without my dribble, and it's very analytical, and it's meant to be informative, so... I don't even talk on the review podcast much. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's just, it's all it's our easy man for, bot. I made the executive decision that I thought that it would be best if there was two people. Benny does a good job in hosting, and he can read the odd punning form split or any relevant <laughs> information that he likes, and bot spits all the numbers out. So, um, yeah, it was a team decision, and I think it's the right one. So, Yeah, well-oiled machine. Uh Richie Rich says, Richie Rich, for 222, what, <laughs> what percentage of your guys' betting plays are early slash late? I would I say my, my single bets, I have lots of exotics on the day. I would say singular, I'm 60% early bets now before the Saturday and 40% late, which is a little bit scary, but that is my edge at the moment. Uh... I would say I'm having more early bets than not. So, yeah, I'd be mean, that's probably 60, 60 on range. But, I don't know, I'm, with the Bet365 news today, that's, like, unless I'm having an all-in bet, whether I'm going to bet pre-race day now, oh, I don't know. The one, the one caveat unless I was I think there's that. something, like, that I think is, like, really overs. Or, one yeah, caveat. or I'm going to half bet and then bet yeah. again late. The one caveat I will say on that in terms of Bet365, I know the odds drift protector will be going or it'll only be on race day, but standardised deductions don't exist with Bet365 for whatever reason. Libertad came out of the Golden Rose and there was four cents deductions and I've backed a few horses for the Golden Rose on Bet365 and I haven't re- received any deductions because it always updates your your potential returns. It's always correct after a scratching. And I haven't got any deductions for Libertad at four cents, so it's just something to note. Uh, I bet probably 40, 40% early, sixty percent late. Just depends, yeah. I think. It's probably it's probably different so. for for metro and and country as well. Probably I don't know, but but more, yeah, more for country, yeah, because you got a bigger edge. Yeah, I prefer to bet early in the country, but probably sometimes I, I don't know. Just yeah. depends on the race, pretty much, but I don't know. When bots got a bet in the country and it's three dollars, jump on because it'll start at dollar eighty, basically. Yeah. Um, and the last one is Nick Wilson on Twitter. Charmstone by how far? I think she'll get beat by about three. And <laughs> <a half. laughs> what was that? He goes Charmstone by how far? I reckon she'll get beat by three and a half or four lengths. Yeah, same. Me too. Yeah, at least. All right, Nico's tuned out. Let's wrap up the podcast there. Great group on racing at Caulfield this week and also Rose Hill Gardens. See you back here on Monday night to do the review and up the baggers. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty 
little thing This shape of bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill Time is passing, I'm asking, could this be real? Cause I can't sleep, I can't hold still The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal I can feel, too much is never enough You always there to lift me up when these times get rough I was lost, now I'm found, ever since you've been around You're the woman that I want, so you're putting it down Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, you'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Some kind of hidden message to show me life is precious, and I guess it's true. But to tell the truth, I really never knew till I met you. See, I was lost and confused, twisted and used. I knew a better life existed, but thought that I missed my it. lifestyle. Wow, I was living like a wild child, trapped on a short leash, parole to police files. So, yo, what's happening now? I see the sun breaking down into dark clouds, and a vision of you standing out in the crowd. So, come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Hey, sugar mama, come and dance with me. The smartest thing you ever did was take a chance with me. Whatever tickles you fancy, girls, me and you like Sid and Nancy. So sexy, almost evil, talking about butterflies in my head. I used to think that at the endings were only in the books I read, but you made me.